You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon here from Explore the Bible Students, and we find ourselves in session seven of our summer study of Job and Ecclesiastes. This session is titled Job Repents, and we're looking at Job 42, 1 through 11. This is going to be our last session in the book of Job. And so our central truth is this, God honors those who repent and humbly depend on him. And so in this passage, we're finally going to see Job kind of admit that like his perspective has been um, limited and that God is wiser than him and has perspective that he doesn't have. And he's going to say, I reject my words. I'm sorry for them. I am dust and ashes. Like, so he, so he, he comes to this realization that God is far greater, far wiser than him. Um, so it's not that, I mean, the book of Job says that God, that, or that Job never sinned with his mouth. Um, so it's not that Job realized that his suffering was his fault. That's not the point. But in the midst of his suffering, I think Job was beginning to have doubts. He was struggling to believe. And that happens for a lot of people. Like when we go through difficult times, it's going to test our faith. And so, um, yeah, Job's faith was definitely tested in this book. And not just from his suffering, but from his friends who said, hey, your suffering is your fault, and God is punishing you, and you need to repent. And he had to endure that. Uh, But he was also tested by having this opportunity to hear directly from God, where God told him all the ways in which, um, you know, all the things Job didn't know about life in a complexly broken world. But in this passage, we also see the Lord speak to to Job's friends, and he says to Eliphaz, he says, I'm angry with you and your two friends, for you've not spoken the truth about me, as my servant Job has. So apparently Job spoke the truth, whereas these other three friends didn't. At least, uh, uh, you know, we know Job had some doubts and things, and those things weren't, weren't weren't good, weren't truthful, but uh, but yeah, Job is exonerated in a way that his friends are not, and and God says, now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. Then my servant Job will pray for you, and I will surely accept his prayer and not deal with you as your folly deserves, for you have not spoken truth as me, about me as my servant Job has. Um, and God accepts Job's prayer. So we even see um, mercy in this passage. We see some gospel here that God shows mercy to these these friends that should have loved their friend Job, uh, but instead made his torment and his suffering worse by blaming him for it. Um, but once Job finally heard from God, I mean, the, the key thing for us to see here is that um, that Job, Job repents from thinking he knows how things go in the universe, from thinking he's wise, as wise as God. From, I mean, Job had essentially um, accused God of being an unjust ruler. Since God had allowed to Job had allowed Jeff, Job to suffer so greatly, when Job himself was a righteous person, an upright person, but as we saw last week, God's response demonstrated his superior perspective. The questions God posed to Job are rhetorical, meaning the answers are obvious. These questions that that God posed to Job illustrated that Job didn't have any grounds on which to accuse God of injustice, given how complex and, int- and intricate that the world is universe is. This is an important point for you and your students to, to give thought to because we all face the temptation um, 
because of our easy access to social media and the internet, to think that we can be experts on absolutely anything and everything. And in a minute, because we can look up so many articles, we can think we know the right course of action, the right perspective, that we, that we have all the right information about any topic, anything and everything. But in reality, the list of things we don't know or understand is a far longer, far greater the list than the list of things we actually do understand. Our God, on the other hand, God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, our God has perfect perspective on everything because he is the source and sustainer of all things. And so the book of Job ends essentially with this reminder of God's position in heaven and our position on earth. God's perfect perspective and our limited perspective. Um, God's perfect wisdom and our flawed human thinking. Um, the concluding words of, Job's, uh, of, of Job uh, remind us of how deeply we need the Lord to guide us and direct us, how we need him to correct us, how we need him to get him to give us proper perspective. Job needed to hear from God directly. Job needed to be reminded that the God of the universe is greater, grander, higher, wiser than we can possibly imagine. Um, we need that reminder. And that's a good reminder because it tells us that whatever situation, whatever circumstances we're in, no matter how grave, no matter how difficult, um, God can see us through. And he can even use those to, to bring good into our lives. Not to say that it justifies it, but to say that, um, that there's hope. The book of Job does end in such a way that reminds us that there is always hope because we have a God who is bigger, wiser, grander, greater than us. That's really good news. And it also ends with a tip towards the gospel, right? That these friends um, who've been a thorn in Job's side get mercy. Um, God offers us mercy too. And that's really, really good news. That's it for our study of Job. We'll continue this summer study uh, by studying the book of Ecclesiastes. And we'll start that next week. So I'll see you again next week for our study of Ecclesiastes. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.